All right, and welcome back um, to the, I guess we're going to call this the Ohio State Football Podcast or something like that. I'll have to come up with some some name to name my Buckeye Podcast. Um, as I think that the media in this, you know, in the Buckeye Nation, whatever you want to call it, Buckeye Media, Buckeye whatever, is is subpar, I think, to put it extremely nicely. Um, now, I think, like, you know, Eleven Warriors was a, a good site, and I'm getting off track immediately, but it's kind of will lead to what I'm doing. Eleven Warriors was a good site at first, breaking the urban news in 2011. You know, I think that a lot of people caught on at that point. But then, slowly, I think it becomes, as they get more and more access to the program, it becomes propaganda. And I think Eleven Warriors has been propaganda for some time now. It's kind of just a Buckeye fan page, as I would call it. Not necessarily a Buckeye, um, like, you know, an- like ana- you know, analyzing the actual game. I would say more towards, like, a fan page of, hey, it's f- 53 days. Here's our favorite Buckeye who wore number 53 last year, Luke Wipler. Look at these blocks. And it's like, all right, I got shit to do today. Like, this isn't really what I want to look at. But anyway, so... I think there's that. You have some of the blogs, some of the guys, you know, who I've called out before. Do we have to get into the names? Yeah. I mean, they're terrible. Austin Ward is terrible. Kevin Noon is terrible. I know they're big Buckeyes and all this stuff, but at the end of the end of the day, what are they providing? What analysis did Austin Ward provide when he came here to Gene Smith's office? And what happened? And that other pig that was with him, I forget his name, and I'll get in trouble for saying that. But, you know, it, it's, they're not, they, they aren't great. They aren't great at, at, at their jobs. And what I want to do is come on here and tell you the truth about what Ohio State's going to be. I will never have access to the program ever. I have no insiders. I have nothing. I guess I have kind of one insider, but I, I have no direct access to the program. I'm not going to lie to you about that. I'm not going to act like I know anything insider. I know nothing. All I'm going to do is tell you what I'm seeing and tell you how I feel about the program as somebody who's watched this program for 35 years. And I'm going to tell you that right now, we are at a turning point season for the Ohio State Buckeyes in 2023. And if I had to predict in February where I think it's going, I think we're going down another notch. And here's what's and here's why. Kyle McCord, Devin Brown. These guys are, you know, we haven't seen them in, in the offense, and I, I can agree with that, and I can understand that, and that's what we're going to say about the quarterbacks this year. But, and you're going to say, well, hold on, let me let me give more positives. You're going to say, well, we also have Marvin Harrison, Emeka, Cade Stover, Travion, Mayan, Evan Pryor. You know, I think that's going to get broken up somehow. Somebody's leaving. But you're going to have depth at the skills. Um. But the thing that the offense is not going to have, which it did have in 2020, 2021, and 2022, is right tackle and left tackle shirt up. And that is going to cause massive issues. We have not seen Ohio State in a long time not have their tackle shirt up. And you could say, maybe they'll get a transfer. Maybe somebody's going to develop. I don't think anybody's playing left tackle like Paris Johnson did. I don't think that's going to happen. I questioned Paris Johnson, and I was wrong on him. And that's another thing I'll do on the pot. I'll actually admit when I'm wrong instead of, you know, eating Cheetos and lying about, you know, when I was wrong. I'll actually tell you when I was wrong. 
But anyways, you know, back to the media there. But yeah, I was wrong on that. Paris Johnson was a great, great left tackle. Probably one of the best left tackles in the history of the program, other than like Orlando Pace. He he was dominant, you know, especially this season. He, he did, the guy did, didn't even allow a sack. He was unbelievable. So, and Dewan was good. I mean, I'm not saying Dewan was great. Dewan can be replaceable. Uh, maybe Fryer slides over there, but it sounds like he's going to play guard. So you don't really have guys at the tackle positions that are just going to pop right in. And I feel like, you know, when you listen to a lot of these podcasts that I've been listening to, you just hear, well, it's Ohio State. They'll develop them. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. And that might be true. That might be true to get to 10 wins. But and that's why I'm saying this is a turning point year. What are we then? So have we always just been like an overachieving 10-win program playing, you know, nobodies like Indiana and Minnesota and, you know, we can go on with the list, Rutgers, Maryland, you know, however you want to play and beat in the, in the Big Ten. Um, or are we still that national championship caliber program where every year we're saying playoff or bust, you know, in the 14 thing, now 12 team will be a little bit different, Big Ten, beat Michigan, win the title, all the goals. You know, or are we dropping now? Because it sounds like to me that we're dropping. And I think we already have dropped, and I don't think people have realized that, and they'll realize that this year as we go at Notre Dame, at Wisconsin, at Michigan, and play Penn State at home, which I think will likely go one and three in that scenario, uh, maybe two and two. But we're not going through that three and one. We're not going through that four and oh. So, and that's how it stands in February. I have the right to change my opinion, but I. As of right now, with the tackle situation, new quarterbacks, and Jim Knowles, you know, blitzing every single guy on defense, and guess who's still there? Lathan Ransom's still playing. Denzel Burke's still playing. All these guys are still there. You know, Tommy Eichenberg and Steel Chambers are nice guys to have back. They're not They're not game changers, though. They're not changing any games. Tommy's really good. You know, Steel's good. But they're not game-changing players. They're not going to make a big strip sack. They're not going to make a big hitch to get a strip. You know, yes, did Steele make an interception? Yes, as it, at, at times when they throw the ball right to him, that will happen. I'm just telling you they're not game-changers. Um, defensive line, I mean, but you tell me who's good on the D-line. Uh, we've seen flashes from a bunch of guys. I don't know who's good, though. JTT had one great game. You know, Tyleek had hit flashes. Uh you know, I mean, did, I don't think Sawyer really ever flashed other than the Indiana game where he just got to hit somebody really hard because he didn't get blocked. But beyond that, I, I don't think Sawyer's made a play the entire time he's been at Ohio State. Um, you know, uh, and you can just go through many of the defensive line. I mean, everyone's ha- excited about Caden Curry. We'll see. Like, to me, everything's going to be we'll see on defense because we've seen nothing. And that's where Ryan Day has destroyed this team is defensively. Defensively under Urban, this was one of the best. I think I think he took it up a notch from where Trestle was, to be honest, defensively. We were stopping Deshaun Watson in playoff games, you know, as our offense couldn't get a yard. So, yeah, that defense was, you know, under Urban was very good. Now, since Ryan Day's taken over, I had a lot of questions about him keeping the defense correct, and he has not done it. He's been terrible. He hired Kerry Coombs, which has set the program back at least probably four years. So we're on year four now from the Kerry Coombs hire. So I think 2024 will be our first chance to like really have our guys in there and see how good we can be under Knowles. Um, but I think it's going to be another struggling year on defense. Do you think Ohio State's going to Notre Dame and stopping Sam Hartman? He's not. They're not. Do you think they're going to stop J.J. this year? They're not. I mean, are they going to stop Duraller at home? Uh, who knows? Maybe not. Especially if Sawyer and JTT don't, or I guess, to, I don't want to call him JTT, Tuimaliao, to, to whatever it is, can't get to the quarterback. If you can't get to the quarterback, and then we still have Denzel back there, and we still have length of ransom, and we're still bringing pressure. Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. So, 
I'm not hopeful at all. I think this is going to be a 9-3, and 10-2 team. I think they're going to get blasted by Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to put their all-in game against a weak Ohio State team who's weak at tackle, who's weak at, you know, like I said, at, at, in the secondary, despite the transfers, despite the Knowles hype that you're going to get this, this offseason, Sam Hartman can eat them up still. Eat them up. So I'm t- telling you, there's going to be a ton of hype for that game. Notre Dame's going to have the offensive line to block our guys and just watch them get eaten up. It's going to happen. And then, and then you know, they'll get hot and they'll maybe get to 6-1. and one. They'll play a big game against Penn State. Maybe they even win that game. But then the next week they got to go to Wisconsin. And then let's say they even get past that one. Do you think a 10-1 and one Ohio State team with no tackles and Michigan returning all their guys is going to go to Michigan after not being able to beat them, not being able to do shit, really for against Michigan for the past two seasons and, and go up there and beat them. Hell no, not happening. So it's going to be another disappointing year. And then at the end of the season, we're going to ask this question next year in February. We're going to say, what are we now? Are we still national championship contenders? I don't think that's going to be the case when we talk next year at this time. Are we still, you know, playoff contenders? We will be because of the 12 team playoff for the 14 playoff. I would say no. If that was continuing, it's not. But I, if it was, I would say no. We would be more relegated to the Michigan, Penn State, middle of the pack of like, hey, we might make it, but then we're going to get slaughtered by Georgia and Alabama. Um, that's where I think we're likely going to finish at the end of the season. Or have we fallen even further, maybe, and gone nine and three or eight and four? Where now we're questioning, does this bearded, you know, chubby guy have any idea what he's doing as a head coach? Which. I think he does. I think offensively he's very good. I do think that he could still figure it out. I think that I don't know what happened with CJ this year and how he didn't do any of those things until the end. And it doesn't make any sense to me how how that happens and how you can't, you know, pretty much rally your team the entire season to play with fire. And I think that shows a lot on day and it took a, you know, a traumatic event of losing to Michigan at home like that and getting that planted on you to, to play one of their best games they've played. But that that's, there's a lot of emotion in that too. So was that emotion or is that something that Ryan figured out and he can, you know, I don't think, I think it's more on the emotion side because Parrish Johnson's not coming back. CJ's not coming back. Um, and you, you're not going to be able to get that going at Notre Dame. It's just, you know, it's just not there. And what also isn't there is the talent on defense. And what also isn't there is a right tackle, a left tackle, and an experienced quarterback. So to me, Ohio State has had everything the past few years to win national championships, to win playoff games. They've had great wide receivers. They've had great offensive lines. They've had great quarterback play. They've had everything. And at the end of the day, the defense has sucked. And that's why they keep losing. So, and that's on day. And now the offense is worse, worse this year. And you're going to tell me that this team's going to get through going at Notre Dame, at Wisconsin, at Michigan, playing a much improved Penn State team. Please, please, it's not happening. When we talk about this next year, come correct. Come and tell me where Ohio State is. Ohio State is no longer in the upper tier of college football. They are out, out of it. The only two teams that are in the upper tier right now are Georgia and Alabama, and that's it. That's the tier. Now, teams that can get there, USC, LSU, guess what? People would throw out Michigan. If Michigan doesn't do shit this year, they're done. Forget Michigan, okay? Forget Michigan. Because Ohio State is not even that The Big Ten is a joke. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan make the playoffs. They'll, get, they'll be murdered. They'll be slaughtered this year. All Any of those three. Bring them on against Georgia. All three of them get slaughtered. 
slaughtered. So I don't want to hear it. Those teams aren't in the top tier either. Uh, LSU is a team that can get up in there quickly, USC. Um, Ohio State can jump back in there. We'll see what happens the next year or so. I think we're going to take a large step down and then maybe never get back there. So, and maybe it will be Michigan, but Michigan, this is Michigan's chance. Like they, If they don't win a playoff game this year, they have to win a playoff game. That's the expectation. Forget Ohio State and all that. They're going to beat Ohio State. They're better than Ohio State right now. But like to, to sit here and say like you know the expectation is just to win the Big Ten and get slaughtered and play. I mean, you had TCU last year, you couldn't beat them. Like come on, like this is a joke. If you can't win a playoff game this year, you're not in the top tier, and then we're going to go to twelve teams. Now you got to win three playoff games. You think you're going to win three games now after you can't even win one? Stop. So you won't be a top tier program, and you're going to lose JJ. You're going to lose all this stuff. You're going to start losing assistance, and then you're you're not recruiting well. So great with the transfer portal, you got to you know, the linebacker from Nebraska. But guess what? We're talking about elite of elite to beat Georgia and Alabama. That's extremely difficult. And you're not there. You're not close to it. So, sorry, you're not in the top tier. You're not. And really, like, Ohio State should never really be in the top tier either, to be honest, if we're just going to be fair about it. You know, they ate up on shitty Michigan back in the day, Penn State, who struggled, you know, Maryland, all of that. So, at the end of the day, the Big Ten has just always been playing for second place. You know, 17 out of the last 18 national championships have come from the Southeast. It's, it's you know, it, that's what the sport is. So, like, you just got to view it from the lens of really Michigan. Like, I understand the fans are excited and they want to be in the top tier and think that they're – and I did too when I was Ohio. But guess what? You're never going to be there. I'm just – like, I was already at the party. The party's going to kick you right out. So, there's no need for Michigan to get excited. Once you go into the VIP with Georgia and Alabama, you're going to get thrown right back out and fly down the ladder just like we did. So – it ain't happening. You're not in the top tier. Um, I, I just think that it will be a very interesting year for Iowa State, and it will be interesting to see what people think of them at the end of this season, which I think is going to be not in the top tier of college football for sure. That is all. I will be bringing you as much Buckeye coverage as I possibly can. I will try to be a little more positive, but this is kind of a warning shot for the season, this pod, and it's a warning shot on the Buckeye media. I will also be doing podcasts where I will look, watch other videos of Buckeye Media where they lie, and I will point out the propaganda, and I will tell you why this is wrong. So look for that. Look for more. I forgot to mention the only good Buckeye Media guy is Zach Smith. He's very good. I like Zach Smith. Maybe he'll have me on someday. Thank you, and we'll be back sometime soon. But this is kind of just like the, hey, I'm coming podcast, Buckeye podcast, to be named later. Working name, we'll call it the Buckeye Bro Podcast. Good night.